have not only our guests here, amen, but all the faithful saints of God. Amen. It wouldn't be church without you. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good spirit of worship this morning. Amen. Appreciate that. Somebody came here to love on the Lord a little bit. Amen. I'm glad for that. Amen. Psalm chapter 51, one passage of scripture. And many of us are probably familiar with it. And if you're not, you will be before we get done today. Verse 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Then I'll also go to Genesis chapter 1. And we'll go to verse 26 and verse 27. Psalmist said to create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 26 of Genesis chapter 1 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. God created man In his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you for a little bit this morning on the subject. Create in me. Create in me. Amen. Why don't we lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord to help us. Amen. Before we enter this remaining portion of this service. Jesus. Come on, child of God, lift your voice and talk to the Lord. Jesus, I need you, Master. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen, amen. You can be seated. I need the help of the Lord this morning and help of his faithful saints. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Boom. There it is. Amen. Amen. When we start trying to, uh, amen, create things or do add to what the Lord has already done, amen, we as fallible human beings can start messing it up because we're not perfect. Amen. Only God is perfect. Amen. And, and really, only God can create. We can't create. The word create implies that it came out of nothing. It's created. Amen. It was something that previously did not exist. Amen. But God from nothing can create something. Amen. God can create. Only we can build. We can take things that are already there and put them together and construct something. Amen. That previously didn't exist in that form, but we can't create something that didn't exist. Amen. Only God can do that. Amen. And and sometimes, amen, this is where I'm going this morning. I might go ahead and jump ahead and just kind of let you know where the destination is so that way we can all get there together. Amen. But sometimes there are things in us that need to be created. 
Amen. That we can't, that we try to build. Amen. But we take things that are there. Amen. Things from our past, things that, that have existed prior to today, and we try to put them together and build something. Amen. That really need the creative power of God to produce. Amen. Amen. In Genesis chapter 6, amen, verse 1 through 5, it says, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of, me- of God saw the daughters of man, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all, that, of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, uh, to them, the same became mighty men which were men of which were of old, men of renown. Amen. These men, amen, came in and um and, and when they started doing, amen, what they thought was right, what they thought was good. Amen. They started producing what they referred to as men of renown. Amen. People all over the world, amen, respected what these guys were doing. It wasn't just a passing, uh, just some, just some, um, just little guy here, but these were men, the Bible says, men of renown. Amen. In their own eyes and what they, what they perceived from their perspective. Amen. These were men worthy of adoration, worthy of respect, worthy of, they were notable men. They were men of renown. Amen. But listen to what the Lord saw in verse five. It says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. What, God, what men saw as noteworthy and good, God looked at it and said, that's wicked. Men thought it was, wow, look at, look at this awesome thing that I've done. Look at this wonderful masterpiece that I have produced. God looked at it and said, that's wickedness. It's so much it's so much, it falls so short of where I originally intended for you to be. If you would allow me back into your life, there's no telling what could be produced. If you think this is great, if you think this is worthy of renown, if you think this is noteworthy, amen, just allow me, amen, to step back into your life, Jerome, and to create something, and it would be much greater than what you can produce. Amen. Proverbs 21 and 2 says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Amen. Amen. When men think that the things that they are producing, I mean, of course, uh, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I wouldn't waste my time doing something if I didn't think it was worthy of doing. I mean, I go to work. Amen. The reason I go to work is because I think the check is worth it. Amen, that's, that's why I go to work. Amen, I, I don't waste my time doing things that I don't find good or right. I, I feel like it's worth my time, and therefore I spend my time doing it. Amen, every way of a man is right in his own eyes. 
Amen. But God is looking at the heart and he's saying, if you would just let me create something in you, amen, the time, amen, that you're spending, amen, doing what you think is right, amen, could be much more valuable. You could be doing something a lot greater. Amen. Isaiah 64 and 6, but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. Amen. And our iniquities, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Amen. We get so busy. Amen. Doing what we feel like. Amen. Is right and good. Amen. And God say, let me get back in there and show you what we can really do. Amen. I've got so much greater a vision. Amen. Than what you can do all by yourself. If you would just let me, David, create in you a, a brand new heart. I mean, you're focused on the things, the material things. Amen. And, you, and, and what I'm focusing on is, as it says in Proverbs 21 and 2, I'm pondering your heart. If you let me create in you clean heart. I mean, there's no telling I mean, what you can do. What you could do, I mean, from your perspective, what you're doing right now. Amen. May be good. It's all right. Amen. From other people's point of view, you may be a successful individual. Have a nice home and nice cars and beautiful family. And from the outside, amen, the perspective of man, amen, it's good. Amen. Amen. But I want to let you know. It could be a lot better. It could be a lot better. Hallelujah. Amen. If we allow the Lord, amen, to create in us. Amen. Exodus 20, amen, gives us a command, amen, that we should not create, amen, any graven images or idols, amen, as the Bible refers to it. Amen. I wonder why. I've I thought about this a lot. Amen. I've wondered, amen, why is it such a, a big deal to God, amen, to not be, to not create, amen, these graven or carved images of God? Why is that, why is that such a big deal? Let's read it, Exodus chapter 20. Verse 4 through 5, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. That thou, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Amen. That's strong language. Talking about those that, that create their own image, create their own view of how things ought to be. And that's why it's so dangerous. I mean, that's why the men, amen, that we read about in Genesis chapter 6, I mean, became so wicked and vile because all they were doing was propagating their own image of what they believed God should be. All they were doing was creating their own image. God had, had a, 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 a type A, if you will. And then we, know, we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, and he created us in his image. And so there's type B. But what happens is when type B tries to create type A again, it really becomes type C. 
It's a fallen, it's not, it, we can never, amen, in our finite minds recreate God. I mean, we can create our own version, our own relationship, amen, and we feel like what we're doing is good. Amen, but it's such a, it's a, it's a, it's a cheap, it's a cheap substitute, amen, for what God can do. Amen. I hope somebody's hearing me this morning. Amen. It, 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 you might feel like, amen, in your day-to-day that you're producing, amen, a good image of, of what God is, and, and you're striving, and you're doing your best to meet that image. Amen. But unless, amen, it's based on the Word of God, which is type A. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. That is the image. This is the image that we should be striving, amen, to replicate. The original plan of God was, amen, for us to be in the image of God, to be like him. Amen, and when we create our own version, my God, amen, we try to create our own image, amen, of who God looks like, what God looks like. Amen, we never check in with type A. We never compare it to type A. Amen. And we just go off on our own. And God looks down and sees it as wickedness. Hallelujah. And God says, you hate me. You don't have enough of an appetite for me. You don't have enough of a desire to please me. To ever look at the original rendition. You never take the time, amen, to compare what you're doing and compare your daily life. Amen. You feel like it's good enough. My God. Hallelujah. It's not good enough, amen, unless it's exactly, amen, like what he originally designed it to be. I don't know about you, amen, but I want the image, amen, that I'm creating, amen, in my mind, my understanding of who God is. I want it to be, amen, exactly, amen, like what he's designed. I want it to be the exact, I want it to be an exact duplicate, a copy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Leviticus 26 and 1 says, Ye shall not, ye shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall ye set up any image of stone in your, in your land, or bow, to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. I don't want you to make a copy, I don't want you to make a duplicate, why? Because I'm God. I am the Lord. You can't reproduce this. You can't make a copy of this. This is the one and only. You can't, you can't take the ideas, amen, of your fathers and your grandmothers and your mothers and, and reproduce, amen, your own religion, amen. But you have to find, amen, the original image. Right here, the original image, who God is. You find it right here. What does He expect me to do in order to make it to heaven? You find it right here. What does He require of me, amen, in the day to day? Read it. You can find it right here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is our image. 
This is the copy that we have of who God is and what he wants us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For I am the Lord your God. Don't do it. Don't try and create your own version. Make sure you check in with the original copy. Amen. Make sure every line, amen, every curve, amen, every part of the image that you're building is an exact alignment with the image that I have designed. In Romans chapter 1 verse 23 says, And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. I feel like we jumped in the middle of that, so I'm going to step into the actual book there, Romans chapter, 12, uh, Romans chapter 1. We'll start with verse... 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. God, I could preach right there. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. Everything you need to know about God. Has, been already, has already been shown to us. Verse 24, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, this is Romans chapter 1, verse 20, are clearly seen. Could you put that on the wall, please? Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. There is no excuse. Amen. There is no excuse. Amen. Let me jump ahead. I'm going to put a bookmark there. We're going to go to 1 Timothy. This is the last time I tried to quote this, I messed up. Verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, and without controversy, you just leave that up on the wall. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. The invisible things of him. God was manifest in the flesh. When Jesus, amen, stepped on to this earth, it was, amen, the invisible God. Clothing himself in flesh. Walking among us. The Bible says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The invisible things of him are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations and and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. That original perfect image of God, they tried to duplicate it. They try to dumb it down into their own imaginations and their own finite understanding of who he was. 
and they took an incorruptible God and made it into an image like to corruptible man. When type B tried to reproduce type A, it became a corrupted version. I mean, they do this in more than just a physical sense with graven images and carved structures. Amen. But there is, there is an age-old tradition. Amen. From the early, amen, 300s. Amen. From 300s AD, Council of Nicaea. They propagated, amen, the ideas of man over, amen, the image of God. They created a corrupted image of who God is. And some men who thought they had some authority and they really delegated the authority to themselves and created their own little organization. Amen. And, they, and from that structure, amen, they propagated, amen, a false, corrupted image of God. It was an image carved out in the minds of man, graven upon the tablets of their mind. message that there are three persons in the Godhead. This message that, that it's not a spirit. I mean, that God is not a spirit in direct contradiction to what Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 24. If anybody knows who God is, what God is, this, this concept of God, I would say Jesus did. Amen? John chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus is speaking, and he said, God is a spirit. Not three persons, amen, in the Godhead, but God, whoever God is, whatever God is, has to be a spirit. And I'm not going to argue with Jesus. God is a spirit. In Deuteronomy 6 and 4, we won't put it on the wall, but it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Absolutely. Indivisibly. One. Not three in one. The three, amen, that they misunderstood and, and, and uh, created their own image with, amen, were mere, merely manifestations of God. They were representations of God. We talked about it in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, greatest mystery of God in this. God, the Spirit, was manifest in the flesh. That is who Jesus is. The fullness of God, amen, in flesh, amen. He was fully God and fully man. I mean, the purpose for that was not to create a second person, I mean, a second deity in the Godhead, but the purpose, I mean, was to die for our sins, I mean, create a sacrifice of perfection, I mean, something that we couldn't do on our own. It was a perfect image. Sacrificed so we, amen, could have a copy of that image in our life. And we could see that it's possible. 
My God, hallelujah, amen, to live without sin, amen, and, and um, we find it here. In, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, for we have not an high priest, amen, this is talking about Jesus, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Jesus, the man that was God in flesh, the human form of God, amen, not a second person in the Godhead, amen, but God himself, amen, in flesh, amen. I'll go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Let's go there really quickly. Let's go back up to verse 6 so you can see who we're talking about. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So we're talking about Jesus. Okay? As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through, vain, through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Amen. Apostle Paul is warning the Colossians. Amen. I want you to, I want you to be aware of something that's going to happen. There's going to be some men that take an image, I mean, the glory of an incorruptible God and make an image of like unto corruptible man. They're going to distort, amen, that original concept. They're going to distort that original image. So beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. I understand that what I'm saying is highly controversial. I understand I mean, what I'm saying I mean, challenges something I mean, that has been tradition in, in Christian churches across the world. I understand that. Amen. But the apostle writing I mean, to the church in Colossae I mean, told them, you better beware. This is coming. It's not a long way away. It's around the corner, church. Amen. There's going to be a liar, and they're going to create a false image of who God is. And then go on to the next verse, verse 9. For in him, everybody say Jesus. In Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He's not a second person in the Godhead. The Godhead is in him. I'll say that again. Amen. He's not a second deity in a Godhead. Amen. He's not a person. Amen. A second person in a God. He's, he's the only person. Amen. In whom the Godhead dwells. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 says, Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son in whom we have redemption through his blood. Amen. That's the reason that he came. Amen. That's the reason that he walked on earth. Amen. So he could redeem us through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sins. Notice verse 15. Could you put that on the wall? Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, oh, there it is. Who is the image of the invisible God? Amen. The firstborn of every creature. Amen. He is, amen, the original copy. He is the perfect replica of the image of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, so that the invisible things of him from the creation of the world, amen, can be understood, amen, by the things that were made, amen, this is the reason that Jesus came to earth, so you and I can have a revelation of who he is, so you and I can understand who Jesus really is, hallelujah, hallelujah, Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. That man, Christ Jesus, amen, God wrapped in flesh, amen, was our original example. Amen. That's why, amen, amen, let's read Romans chapter 8 verse 29. You don't have to put this on the wall. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Hallelujah. If you have the Holy Ghost, if you're a part of the New Testament church, he wants us, I mean, to be made in the image of his son. He wants us to be made in the image. He's the first copy, the firstborn of every creature. Amen. Every other creature, amen, ought to be recreated in that image. Hallelujah. Every one of us ought to be recreated into that image, into the image of his son. Jesus was the firstborn of every creature. He's not saying that in a, in a literal sense. He's using that as an, as a, as a, as a, an example. I mean, trying to explain to us. He's the original copy. He's what you ought to be like. That's the reason why we're called Christians. To be a Christian means to be like Christ. I mean, we want to be like Christ. We want to be in his image. Jesus is the original copy, the perfect replica of the invisible God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God saw, verse, 20, verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, everything God created, and behold, it was very good. Evening and the morning were the sixth day. Anything we try to build automatically in, assumes and inherits our fallibility, our weaknesses, our limitations, everything that we, we know. It's possible. That's why... Man is fallible. It's possible for us to create flawed structures and, and things like that. That's why there's insurance. Amen. Because what we create doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. But everything that God created was very good. Everything that God made was very good. You want to be better? You want to be good? I do. I want to be good. If 
fact, I want to be very good. Well, guess what? I need God to create in me. If I want to be good, I need God, Brother Nate, I need God to create something in me. And you know what's great about when God creates something? The thing that existed prior to that doesn't have to exist anymore. He doesn't rely on your old self. He doesn't rely on, I mean, when we create, when we build, it requires other things. It requires other existing elements so we can put them together and build something. But God does not require that. In fact, he doesn't want that. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Didn't say he's a better creature. Didn't say he's a, he's a, he's a different kind of creature. He's a new creature. It's a brand new person. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you're not the same person that you used to be. But you are brand new, straight out of the package. Amen. And it is very good. It is very good. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope I haven't lost you guys Amen. this morning. I'm bouncing all over in my notes. Amen. Trying to tie this thing together. But, but I want you to understand, amen, that when God creates, he creates perfectly. He creates very, when we try to build, we try to put something together, I mean, it's flawed. It's, it inherits our fallibility. I mean, that's why we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 23, that they took, the image, they took the glory of an incorruptible God and put it into an image made like unto corruptible man. Man can't do it. You can't do I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many days you fast. I don't care how many days you pray. I don't care how many, I don't care. All that, amen, is, is work and good works and it's, it's important. I'm not knocking that. I mean, I don't care how, many, uh, how much money you give to the poor. I don't care about any of that. The Bible says that our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. That's good stuff. Not knocking it. But if we want to produce anything really good, if we want to make anything really good, we need the Spirit of God to create in us. Create in me, O oh God, a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Renew in me a right spirit. When God created man, he originally created them in his image. Romans chapter, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. I know that this is a controversial statement, but I'm going to make it anyway. Pastor can clean it up when he gets home. But, uh, you know, the, when God created man originally, the Bible says he created male and female. This is a good example of what I'm talking about this morning. Where when we try 
to put our twist on it. When we put our hand in the mix and we stir up the pot, we mess stuff up. That's why this transgender nonsense is not in the image of what God originally designed. It's true. The Bible says male and female created he them. Yeah, I'm talking in the first chapter, God saw this problem coming. It's like those idiots are going to get in there and mess stuff up. And we think we're smarter for it. We think we're more enlightened for it. We think we have a greater revelation, greater understanding than those of old. I mean, that's honestly, that is a problem with my contemporary generation these days is that, that they don't take the time to study, amen, things that have gone on in the past. They don't think, amen, that their, that their understanding, amen, is limited or hampered, amen. They feel like that they are in an age where they know everything. And they don't even realize, amen, that philosophers and scientists and people of old, amen, have already gone down this path at least two or three times. No, I'm more enlightened than everybody else. And so every way of the man is right in his own eyes. Everything that he's doing, he feels like he's doing it for a good cause. I'm producing something good. Amen. But when God made male and female, he looked on it and said, that's very good. We can't, we can't get any better amen, than God's good. If we want any goodness in us, we need God, amen, to do what he did in the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. Create in me. Create something in me, God. I need, amen, your spirit, amen, to move upon this void in my life. I need, amen, your spirit, God, amen, to move upon this darkness in my life. Create in me, oh God, a clean heart, amen, and renew in me a right spirit. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, be not conformed to this world. Amen. They're pressing on every side, amen, trying to impose their ideals and their thoughts and their ways of doing things and being. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but the apostle warns the Roman church, do not be conformed to that. You ought to be renewed. Amen. And the, you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what? What is good? What is good? I've got, a, I've got something that I've created, and it's good. It's very good. So don't be conformed to everything else around you. Don't be conformed to those things, those ideas, I mean, that they try to teach you. Because what I created is very good. I mean, I understand that what I'm saying is controversial. You can, if you have any questions, I'll be happy to talk to you after service. Amen. But what he created is very good. We're coming to the uh, music. What he created is very good. If we want to be made in that image, that perfect image, we've got to allow him to create in us.
we got to allow him to create in us. Man, in closing this morning, Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Because it, re- it reveals humanity. The flesh that is in Peter. You can't. And I love that. I love that about the Bible. The heroes of the scripture. They don't ever try to cover it up. They just let it show, let it shine forth. And, and you see that those men that were used by God, those men that were in the, used, were key men in the kingdom of God, were human. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Just another man, Jesus. Just another prophet, a good preacher, you're a good teacher, rabbi, sent from God. That's what Nicodemus said. Jesus, we know that you are a rabbi sent from God, for no man can do these things that you do except God be with him. They recognized that there was something special about him but they never conceded the fact that he was more than just a man. He was a man. But that wasn't the perfect image. They needed a revelation. They thought that this man was just, just like all the rest of us. But they didn't allow God to create in them the image that he wanted to be there. They just allowed the rest of the world to impose their ideas of who Jesus was on them and they accepted that for what it was. Just another man, Elias, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Jesus said, I I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me know. I know that's what everybody else thinks. I know that's what they believe. They've conformed to the world. But I want to know, what do you, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. I want you to notice what he called him. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, Peter, shall be loosed in heaven. Peter, because you didn't just go with the flow. Because you opened yourself up 
to my Father which is in heaven, the Spirit of God. You allowed Him to create something in you that didn't exist before. Do you understand that Peter was the first person to receive this revelation? He didn't get it by reading a book somewhere. He didn't get it by somebody preaching to him. Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. His name, Simon Barjona. That was his given name by his parents. Simon Barjona, son of, I looked it up, it was either John or Jonah. Nobody, they, they don't know with confidence. But he is the son, the son of your father, Simon. You didn't get that revelation from daddy. He didn't sit you down one night and say, listen, Peter, this is who Jesus is. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you. But my Father, we already talked about that. The Father in heaven is, God is a spirit. And the Spirit of God in heaven above gave him a revelation. Created in Peter something that didn't exist. And because Peter allowed God to create something in him, we see that I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. You're not Simon Barjona anymore. But this is a moment of creation. I'm creating something, amen, that didn't exist before. You're not just Simon Barjona anymore. You're not the same old man that you used to be, but because you opened yourself up to me and I was able to create in you, you're now Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. I can now do what I came to do. I can now build a church. I can, I can come, I can create the New Testament church, Peter. Because you testified of how God created in you. And not only that, Peter, if you allow me to continue to create in you, I'll give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I can do so much more with you, Peter, if you just let me create in you. Pray the prayer of David. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, as we all stand this morning, with open face, beholding as in a glass, glory of the Lord. Are changed into that same image from glory to glory. We all, with open face, beholding as in a glass. glory of the image of the Lord. The image of God. As we open the word of God and we start looking, we see as in a glass the glory of the Lord. And are changed. Every time you come into the house of the Lord, it's an opportunity 
Every time you come into the house of the Lord and you open up His Word, it's reflecting an image. An image that we ought to be changed into. That's why it's there. We are changed into the same image, the image that we're looking at in the glass. From glory to glory. Even as. How does that happen? By the Spirit of the Lord. It's not anything you can do. It's not anything you can produce. It requires the Spirit of the Lord. Peter didn't get that revelation on his own. It's the Father which was in heaven. The Spirit of God gave him the revelation that he needed. If you want to be good, you want to be... I'm not just talking about better. I'm not just talking about getting up and and living a better life. I'm talking about a new person. Hold all things. Become new. All things are passed away. Hold all things are new. I mean, I don't know if you want to, but I want to open up these altars. I want to make sure that the Spirit of the Lord can create in me what He wants to create. Psalms 104 and 30 says, Thou sendest, sendest forth thy spirit, and they are created. And thou renewest the face of the earth. David said, Create in me, God. Create in me a clean heart. How do you do that? By the renewed right spirit in me. I need the right spirit in me. I mean, these altars are open. I want to invite everyone here, amen, to make your way down into these altars if you feel like it. Amen. If you want to the Spirit of the Lord to move on the void in your life. If you want God's Spirit 